0: lifepodcasts.fm This podcast is a Prime Media Broadcasting production. People are reshaping the mindset of the masses. Africa
1: State of Mind.
2: On this episode of Africa's State of Mind, we're putting a spotlight on African music and African trailblazers. So we spoke to Asa Asika, who's the manager to one of Africa's biggest music sensations. That, of course, is David O. He says Africa needs to wake up to the fact that they are the biggest market consumer.
3: People need to realize, like, with business, like, whether it's music or economics or banking, the population of Africa, like, the biggest sign-in for African music is that the Africans are everywhere. There used to be 53 countries, now they're
2: 54. Mm. Kenyan rapper and Producer Blinky Bill told us what has held Kenya and other African musicians back.
0: For a long time, we thought that everyone else was dope.
2: Nigerian artist and DJ DJ Kapi talked to us a bit about what it is that kind of upsets her when it comes to African musicians and entertainers representing us on international platforms.
1: I still hear crazy stories about, mm. you know, artists letting letting us down, going to represent us in an international platform. Mm. They're showing up late. They're not getting their things together. Mm. You know they're being unprofessional,
2: and it it, it breaks my heart. But let's start the special podcast with her, DJ Kapi known to her parents as Florence Ifiola Otedola. Born in Nigeria, but grew up in the United Kingdom. She told us about sexism and discrimination in the music and entertainment industry, but more importantly, how she still is in the front lines, taking every battle one day at a time. Let's take a listen.
1: I consider myself a full Nigerian now what has been pinnacle to my brand is the fact that i'm international yeah which is a great thing but really my upcoming and my roots are nigerian and mm-hmm. when anyone asks why is copy so hard-working i really think that's the it's ethos a Niger of thing it. yeah i grew up seeing my dad wake up at 5 a.m go to mm-hmm. the office and he still does that to this day mm-hmm. so i grew up in a very entrepreneurial environment mm-hmm. and you know when you move at 12 you're most certainly not fully developed but you've soaked in the essentials you know yeah. and Lagos is you know Leslie yeah. <laughs> Lagos is a city like no other it literally creates this hustle spirit in you Lagos is survival of the yeah, fittest exactly so yeah. from a very young age you know whether it's school interacting with others in your network you have to be tough yeah. and I'm really appreciative and I would do the same with my children in the future when I have some <laughs> um that it's important to really soak in your culture. Mm. I think there's, you know, again, you're not from Nigeria, but you understand Nigerians, Please. which puts you in a very unique position. And yes, there's a lot of things that Nigerians do wrong, but there's a lot of things we do right. Mm-hmm. And I think we've raised our children well, most of the time. Mm. And our core values are amazing because Nigerians are some of the hardest working people Definitely. in the world.
2: Yeah. No, that is true. I mean, and what you said about Nigeria, I wasn't even going to go on this path about how people have been raised well. I do love all of my Nigerian friends and people that I'm in touch with consistently motivate me because you guys just don't stop. It's kind of like, and more than anything, um, I also think that there's this, you know, when you said about being, you know, Nigerian, like to the core, to the core, obviously. I think that one thing that Nigeria does really well that the rest of the continent can learn from is just really pride in being where it is that you're from, regardless. Absolutely. You know,
1: Would you say, Leslie, that we do that better than anyone else on
2: the continent? Better than anyone else on the continent? Nigerians, in terms of that, I feel you're similar to Americans in that regard.
1: And, okay, that's great, but it's also a little bit annoying. Listen, we're allowed to say that I'm Nigerian. Everywhere you go must be Niger, Niger, Niger. Uh Niger food. I'm not Like, we can't, it's like we don't want to adapt, you know. We take over our space, you know, which is great. But I also am putting myself in a situation, hence I travel the world. I also feel the need to bridge that gap. Mm -hmm. And, you know, off air we were talking about, you know, how it's really about the copy brand being the right brand. As one of those tastemakers that can fuse basically, BBC. you know, this whole Africa to the world thing we talk about. It's great saying that, but you're sitting at home, not doing anything. Just
2: posting a hashtag.
1: Yeah. And you're just sitting in your country. We also mm. have a duty and a responsibility to take our cultures across so they mm. know about them and to be ambassadors of our continent. Mm. You know, let's, let's even like you, you know, I'm going to do a bit of a rewind. I, before I met you, um, back in the day, it was so interesting the reputation you had. Oh my I've God. I've never spoken to you about this before. But it was like, oh. Oh, there's you know leslie and leslie is so uh she does things like in a really annoyingly proper way the nigerians <laughs> used to complain oh oh leslie you have to email her you have to do everything through leslie <laughs> oh leslie wants to do a final check oh no 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 leslie isn't just gonna make it happen leslie has to do due diligence <laughs> so you were really like someone that oh decided to do things the yeah. right way and i think that was quite new to the industry and i think that that is something that People have now adapted. Mm-hmm. But you know what it was like doing business in Nigeria. Yeah.
2: It was, it was cowboy. really, I mean, you literally was like cowboy. You had to adapt, but you also had to be able to kind of like make sure that you kept, you know, like what you said, yeah, put, yeah, put your foot down which sometimes, which people weren't happy about, right? Listen, people weren't happy about it, but I think in retrospect, the good thing it was, it was that everybody kind of knew that I had everyone's best interest at heart. So it was never a case of this person is more than another. It was just a case of she's just extra. You
1: yeah. Know? But that's the thing. So I think that, you know, structure is a big thing. Despite the (laughs) hardworking bit, structure is a big thing that I think we struggle with Mm. as Nigerians. And me being Nigerian, I've decided to actually, I'm going to be a good example. Mm. I'm going to go global and give Nigerians a good reputation that we can do business. Mm. We can be straightforward. There's no stereotype that should live forever on. I agree. We can fight it. Now, Leslie, are my peers doing the same I don't you know, so. because I still hear crazy stories about, <laughs> you know, artists letting, letting us down, going to mm. represent us in an international platform. Mm. They're showing up late. They're not getting their things together. Mm. You know, they're being unprofessional. And it, it, it breaks my heart because mm. that also stops other people getting an opportunity. I mean, you've been in that position where mm. you've had to book talent for very big platforms. Sometimes, sometimes. Do you not get desensivized to help someone if
2: of course i mean if I think from the from that perspective, I would always feel that I would give everybody a chance, but if you repeatedly kept letting us down, I just low key would be like, "Okay, we can't actually work with them they yeah because they're gonna they're gonna hamper the entire show or the entire production. and it's on you it's it's on me at the end of the day, mm-hmm. so." So now, Kapi, you have like a. I, you, so you have an all female team that works. Yes, with you, woo! I'm so proud of that. Yeah,
1: all female was team. It, so was that was that on purpose? Was it was it um, something that just happened? It actually wasn't really on purpose. So um, I had I started off with other people and then I met Liz like seven years ago and then you were actually there the day I met Mishu. In oh, New York. Yes, yes. Well, not, not the day I and met her, that, but the, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Liz manages me in the UK, Misha manages manage me in the US, and then Marge, my new sort of Nigerian African manager, um, is a female. So, you know, it's not on purpose, but it's very much, and then someone else was like, oh, how come you have only, you know, black females working for you? Because if you come to it's my nice. office, it's mm-hmm. very, you know, it's like, I call it positive discrimination. Mm-hmm. Because for me, As a young black woman myself, as an entrepreneur, I have seen the blockages we get. Mm. Even, Leslie, like you won't believe. I mean, you've saw my my brand grow. Mm. I still go to performances and they're still telling me, oh, are you sure you know how to DJ? Do you want a guy to come Mm -hmm. and help you? Gender inequality is a big thing Mm. and it doesn't change with success. And Mm. it really upsets me when women think it's going to go away.
2: Mm.
1: You have to just learn to always always push I don't sit down and complain about it I just accept the fact that it's something that it's something that exists and I surround myself with people that empower me Mm -hmm. and people like myself empower me I love having a young team I love having a team that are also building their own ideas have their own ambitions you know and um it's so funny because a couple of... I've had really interesting meetings with big label people. You know, when you get to that I'm stage... i sure you've been ar- getting
2: offers. With I have been getting that. offers.
1: Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people have said, well, with the team, you, I'll be honest, you know, you're my big sis. Mm. Oh, with the team you have, you know, you're never going to be able to go to the level you could go to because their argument is you need, you know, those key guys that have been at it for years. Um, you know, maybe the guys in the offices... Um, who tend to be you know sort of white old men yeah and i definitely i've always been someone to beat to my own drum i feel like already what the copy brand is doing is different Mm -hmm. and i don't necessarily think i need to take away from myself or from my team Mm -hmm. some of the crazy ideas we've had for example you spoke about my party cactus yes
2: Cactus. which group we should just let people know it started in the uk yes. and i think you've just had your, your, just, your second one in yeah Vegas. in nigeria so i yeah. literally
1: just recently a few weeks ago i had easter and it was crazy yeah. it was amazing so cactus came in the uk because i could not get a gig you're kidding i promise you so yeah. i went to london and i really wanted to play afrobeats but this was a couple of years back before afrobeats was what it was and i would go to gigs and they would say okay cool you can play a bit of hip-hop But we don't want any African music. And, you know, I did a few gigs, I'm not going to lie, you know. And then it got to the point where I started feeling very inauthentic. Mm. So I went to this venue and I said, oh, I would love to throw a party. You know, I got some partners together. Everything, you know, everything they require of you. And the minute I said that my crowd was African, it was like a no. And they went with another party that didn't even offer offer as much as I did. Mm. And that made me realize, wow, there's people actually blocking our culture Mm. from that's reaching its its heights so i decided to i was like you know what oh you don't want me to do your roof party i'm gonna make my own and it's phenomenal the way god works you know Mm -hmm. now the same people are like oh can we partner on cactus it's amazing how it works so a lot of the things i've done a lot of the doors that have been opened for me have been through disappointments, mm. you know. And you've had quite a few
2: disappointments, um, oh. which people don't know about. Oh, I, 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 if it's okay that I share of the, course, the Budweiser one. Yes. So I remember you were I really excited. I called you. today. I was upset. Me yeah. To say that you were upset, um, yeah. and that was just maybe I'll let you tell the story. Yeah. So
1: I had an amazing opportunity um, with well, you've said the brand name with Budweiser to do an influential deal to travel the world as yeah. a DJ. And I was really excited, had the contracts, everything. This was, uh, only like three years ago. And it was actually, I know they're doing amazing things in Africa now, but mm. this was an international campaign. That was before they'd actually hit yeah. the continent. Yeah. Yes. So it was coming from America and they email after we've planned everything, they emailed me back saying, so actually we sent my, I think we sent my passport for the flights mm. and they emailed us back saying, copy is 24 years old. <laughs> This can't work. You're not allowed to advertise an alcohol brand if you're not 25. And it's almost like my heart just mm. sunk yeah. i thought wow what is going on i mm. i had this whole plan this was gonna be my big international break you know but i like to you know obviously move forward and yeah. say some pretty cool stuff has happened mm. you know i've been a pepsi ambassador for two years since then and you know i've i've worked with several other brands and now i'm at least 25 so now so it's like okay guys now nothing you can is take stopping me, seriously. me. Yeah. yeah but you know again it's like when one door closes and another opens mm-hmm. you know even let's be honest cuz you know again this is you um you know, even with copy takes Africa, that mm-hmm. was a big challenge yeah, for me, yeah. you know, shout out to you, Leslie, you were on the phone with me at <laughs> God knows what time I was like, Leslie, this is impossible. Yeah. You're like, we're going to figure out cause you helped me a lot with it after it was kind of shot. And there was a lot of stuff. And you know, even though you said that you literally were also one of the producers essentially because you were able to get me my platform and also structure it for me because um you know we're all learning mm. TV was something I didn't know about and it actually you know at some point it was one of the most viewed shows wasn't it Yes it was it, it was. really did
2: so well I mean you know <laughs> with all of that I guess it's um there's two types of people in the world there's one uh, you know, and this is a broad generalization who, when challenges come, it's like they get stuck in that moment. And then there are others who just keep going. So with regards to, um, with, with just with all of that, what, what kind of keeps you motivated to keep going? Cause I literally, for all the time I've known you, I've never actually heard you like, sad it's so weird <laughs> to even say sad and copy in the same sentence but the day you were talking about the Budweiser I literally thought to myself I'm like oh my gosh this, I'm this like oh my gosh I'm like this is not the happy I know you know so what what is it that keeps you pushing and going forward um, yeah that's, um, that's
1: a really good question you know I believe that um, you know not to go too much into religion but you know when you feel like you have been chosen for a certain position in mm-hmm. your life and It's your calling. You just learn to go with the ropes, you know. Mm. So if the same scenario happened again now that I'm more comfortable and confident, you know, I probably wouldn't be as sad. But all those situations have strengthened me.
2: Mm.
1: And honestly, we probably have to catch up as well off air.
2: Worst things have
1: happened (laughs) since then. Oh, my
2: gosh. Yeah.
1: Doors have closed. Yeah. Doors have been bolted. Yeah. I.e. Cu- someone said to me, copy, you will never be booked for this festival ever. I mean, really? <laughs> yeah, we need to chat about that. Yeah. Um, a couple of people, you know, things have really happened and I've had to really, you know, trust the fact that I'm going on this journey mm. and trust the fact that there is a process and there's someone mm. behind it who is God for me, mm. you know? We all have to learn to be fluid. And, you know, as I'm getting older and you've obviously you're much more mature than me, but you realize that you just have to trust the process. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I was saying earlier um, to someone, I could literally be making more money than I make. If Mm -hmm. I, you know, let's keep it 100. I literally have a very successful family. My dad Mm -hmm. is very entrepreneurial. I could work with my dad. I probably make a lot more money and have a lot Mm -hmm. more sleep. But I You're love like have a
2: lot more sleep. <laughs> I love
1: what I do. Yeah, you know, it's like you. Mm. Why have you been in entertainment and That's media not- for so many years? You have so many options, mm. but you love what you do. So, it's not about money. Mm. Money is not the motivation here. It's passion. Mm. So, I've been able to take my passion and turn into profession mm-hmm. you know it's great having a passion but you can't sit at home hungry with no roof over your yep. head so you have to get that balance mm-hmm. and there's some days you wake up and you're like yes i love what i do and i'm sure you agree there's some days you're some like some days when it's like 4 i want to like, oh, i want to change my, my career gosh. so yeah. you know i think it's important because of social media i get so worried leslie that sometimes you know what we're, we're creating this fake facade and that's why i i you know anyone that follows me on instagram will know that I'm also very... I like to be human. Mm. You know, for every super glam picture, there's me without makeup. Mm. There's me dancing, being silly. I don't think I'm the best dancer in the world. I don't think I'm the best singer in the world. There's me learning things because self-development is important.
2: Wise words from DJ Kappi. Self-development is really important. We also spoke to rapper and producer Blinky Bill, who's currently putting Kenyan modern music on the map globally. He spent the first phase of his musical career as the frontman of Just A Band, a Kenyan collective Of self-proclaimed Super nerdy artists Who gained themselves A global audience With their electronica Infused African funk He touched on the impact Of African music On the globe He spoke to us About his adventures As a solo performer
0: In the beginning I was nervous Because Mm. It always used to be Like You could bounce ideas Off of someone Mm. And There's also Strength in numbers In the sense that We can present If an idea succeeds Or if it fails Like it can be attributed to the group mm. and there was a lot more success than there was failure, but there was failure mm. in some levels uh, as is uh, as you'll always find in these kinds of mm. groups, but now, I think the, just the courage to start doing my thing and be like, this is my idea this is, I don't, I feel like it's not existing in the world and I need to see it exist mm. and just taking that risk has been something that i was a bit afraid of but now i'm super happy to do it yeah. because it's like i can see that it's getting traction yeah definitely. and it's like it's finding its own wings yeah. and it's, it's for me it's like yes keep going mm. and also i'm i'm also not afraid of if ever there's a need to to start something else mm. and do it from scratch again because you know life is about adventure
2: definitely yeah and now just with regards to um you know i don't know where you where you what your thoughts are around this but um so when you look at just the band and also the music that you make as a solo artist yeah. um on your own it's very different to what is traditionally or untraditionally known as what African, African music, music is meant to yeah. sound like. Yeah. And I'm sure you get asked this all the, all time. the time. It's like, oh, people, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's very different from that. And um, I think perhaps one of the biggest differences is back then versus now is right now there's such a global attention towards African music. It's crazy. Yeah. It feels like, yeah. like, you know, what's going on, exactly. type thing. So, what are your thoughts around the way that African music is the classification of African music, where your sound is concerned, and how do you answer those kind of questions? You know, because now all of a sudden the whole world is Afrobeat. I'm like, no, guys, uh, yeah. it's not, everyone's not Afrobeat, exactly. and also everybody that you call Afrobeat is not Afrobeat. Exactly. So, you know,
0: so, like because I've always looked at, and this might, this might help people understand, it's because. Sometimes when you come from a small country, Mm. because we consume a lot of music from different places, we have a very different outlook from someone who's from a big country who's Mm. always consumed things that was their own. Mm. So it's like if an American who's always consumed American music per se gets exposed to things that they're not familiar with, they're like, oh, okay what is this let's give either we we like it or no but for us who've grown up listening to all these eclectic sounds mm. we've just always been True. open mm. so if i look at um uh, people like who NERD, for example mm. who have always explored a lot of sounds or you look at george clinton and the parliament Funkadelics, so mm. you look at um uh, Anyone from around the continent, like Fela Kuti, Bo, guys who have just been open to explore sounds, for them it's not a new thing. Like we, we, we don't even want to fit into that classification of this is like it's just music. Mm. And there was that for a long time, there was that thing that this is world music, but that's just lumping everyone in the same yeah. box. Mm. And so a very, unf- very unfair to put a rapper and an electronic musician from mm. the continent in the same box. Mm. And I think in the future, there's going to be a lot more openness because now people like there's mo- a, a lot of these scenes are talking to each other. Mm. And if, if not on the grand scale, on a smaller scale, but it's al- it's always going to grow. Mm. So, I was talking to someone in Lagos this weekend, and they were saying, Man, I look at my email sometimes and I can't believe the people who are reaching out to me. That was for so collab." No no, 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 it was uh, okay. skills.
2: Ah, okay. Wow. Don't. And
0: I was like, I can't believe the no- yeah. the people who are hitting me up for collaborations yeah. now. And because there was a time when. We never used to be relevant, mm. and we never used to sure. be a part of the conversation.
2: Yeah, that is so crazy. Uh, the reason why I said it was Shoma Josie is because in my mind, I can actually just knowing where her energy is at and where your energy is at. I'm yeah. just like in my mind, I'm like, I hope that you're gonna be like, we're gonna be doing a collaboration I, together.
0: I, yeah, I saw I saw her this weekend. Yeah, we we talked, and I think I think she's very dope. Yeah. She, she's actually wh- when what's it called when she released Huku? Yeah. she sent it. To me, to yeah. help her push it to radio stations yeah. in in Nairobi, and I did. Yeah. Uh, like, I think it's a, a matter of time. We'll just see how it goes. But at l- at the very least, we know each other.
2: Yeah. yeah. Now, um, let's also just talk about the culture and the, the the culture with regards to music in Kenya. Yeah. I'm trying to find the most you know way of answering asking this, but it's like I almost feel as though um when you think about uh, Kenya mm-hmm. um. In terms of location, it's so strategic Do you know what I mean? In terms of the impact That it has on what goes on around the rest of The the continent from a political perspective It's so important Uh, In terms of the economy, it's one of the stronger economies within the continent, you know. But in terms of the music, I feel as though Kenya has not had the same kind of impact and the impact that it should have had, you know, or should be having around the continent. Why do you, you know, there have been artists like, you know, yourself and 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 Salty Soul and such who have done well, but it's not... A large mass of people. It's like a really small group of people. Is that because of the way? Is it? Do you suppose? Is it from a government support perspective? What do you think it is? Because it's not a lack. It's not for lack of dopeness It's just exactly. It's It's such a weird thing to explain.
0: I like that it's not for a lack of dopeness (laughs) I think. I think the thing is this is. uh, And this there was a big argument the other day about playing Kenyan music. And one of the, now the disadvantages that we've had mm. is for a long time, we thought that everyone else was dope. So, you know, that thing where it's like if a big song is big in South Africa, it's big in Kenya. If a song um. is big in Congo, it's big in Kenya. If mm. a song is big in Jamaica, it's big in mm. Kenya. And all these guys you mentioned, like, just from conversation with a lot of different artists, they'd be like, man. I like that Kenyan the Kenyan public mm. loves my stuff so they'll come they'll be able to yeah. come to Nairobi and they can play to a big mass mm. and people know their stuff mm. like who sanel sanel musician played a few weeks ago and it was packed like crazy the problem has been that for a long time that like there hasn't been that balance where we see ourselves mm. where or you have to be, what's it called, stamped by someone else mm. for you to be like, oh, That's they're still, dope. yeah And it's, it's a mix of like government policy and a mix of like radio, like those percentages mm-hmm. of how much local content is played. And so all these things have affected that critical mass that could be like yo we are supporting this because it's Kenyan and we're supporting this because it's dope so a lot of these artists who you're talking about have been lone lone rangers in a sense Mm. where they went they went without necessarily the fuel that comes from your home mm -hmm. ground sure and I think about artists who've gone there's an artist who died this year he's called Ayubogada. Mm. and he did a song that was sampled on Kanye West's uh, album that came out last year, the song Yikes.
2: Oh, okay. Was that a Kenyan sample? There
0: was a Kenyan sample. Crazy. It was crazy to me that even Kenyans don't know that this is a Kenyan. Like, I've never, I've very rarely heard it on radio. It's Mm. almost like a collector's item.
2: Mm.
0: And... That's the thing is like I think in the future it's going to be different because there's a lot more pride in in us because there's way more Kenyans doing a lot of dope stuff on a global stage. Mm. So you have no choice but to, to be like, it, "Oh, okay." Yeah. yeah, but it it's that's been one of the biggest struggles where we have been like just doing it because mm. we love it and we're good at it but mm. without that thing of th- that Pride thing that's yeah. like that pushes it.
2: Yeah. Sure. I really do hope that it changes <laughs> because the level of dopeness in Kenya no, I mean across the board. It's across the like board. Like the energy I feel like in Kenya like the energy is so different to anywhere else within the continent when it comes to music. It's so eclectic. Yeah. There's just like a, a whole other you know, it's like a whole other vibe, like in ways that you can't even describe, a- you know.
0: Exact and that's what I say. It's like a group like Just a Band yeah. could have existed in very few African countries If we're just Going to be honest
2: Yes very true We also caught up With Asa Seeker Who manages David O Asa is extremely Passionate about African music And artists He's pretty much one of the people that is behind the huge drive of Nigerian music going global and is all about wanting Team Africa to win at all times. In terms of his line of work, he obviously sees African artists making a lot of kind of weird decisions when it comes to getting into the limelight. So naturally, I asked him what the worst deal he ever witnessed was.
3: An artist in Nigeria signed an EP deal with somebody. I haven't seen the papers like you said yeah. but I was like, bro, you have one of the biggest... Afrobeat songs that yeah. you see right now, like why in the hell did you sign this to? Yeah, because the one song of the EP that did really really well blew up organically. Yeah, so it's the kind of thing where like the label couldn't come to you and say this song did well because of our push.
2: Yeah, see so you were already in the running. Yeah, so
3: something like why did you do this? And then later on, six months later, I just realized and it's like oh, I hate this label. Why they oh, they're messing up. I'm like, yeah, doesn't no gun to your head when you sign this deal. Yeah. You sign this deal because you thought it was the move.
2: Yeah.
3: And I think that's the problem with us in general where like we feel as if like to solidify or arrive into certain things.
2: Yeah.
3: It's like, for example, um, techno song Panna. Yeah. One of the biggest Afrobeat songs ever. Yeah. They did this, I'm not sure, like I said, i have never seen people. Yeah. But what we were told is that it is a single deal for that song. Obviously, the plan was to push the song abroad. Do remixes, do this, do this. We had oh, Nicki Minaj doing a remix, a a remix.
2: Oh, Nicki Minaj is a remix of it? No, we heard. Oh, I we don't, heard. Like I said, okay, I don't know. okay.
3: Well, what's the biggest version of the song till today? The it's version. the
2: original version. So Call I'm like, it, yeah.
3: Guys, do you actually realize that you're cutting yourself short when you come and say, or you need to like, put your music on set. You need to, like... You need a remix from someone that was popping in America. Like... Because, like, I thought it was... Because
2: maybe Africans are doing Americans a favor. Yeah, of course.
3: Yeah. There are 54 countries in Africa. People yeah. don't count, like... People need to realize, like, with business, like, whether it's music or economics or banking, the population of Africa... Like, the biggest sign-in for African music is that the Africans are Africans
2: everywhere.
3: Yeah. There used to be 53 countries, now there are
2: 54.
3: Mm. And... Those 54 countries are... Like, the people from those countries are spread all over the world. Mm. I remember, like... I can't remember how many years ago it was, but ages ago... There was a certain Sarkozy show. Sarkodi is a huge rapper from yeah, Ghana. yeah, yeah, He did a show in New York. Yeah. And I was like, me and Davis, like... We have to do this. Mm. And this was like... Back... This was... This was like 2012, 2013. Yeah. Why could he do that? There are so many Gadanians in New so York.
2: true, yeah.
3: It's the kind of thing where I'm like, guys identify your markets, fix your markets, do your thing.
2: Yeah,
3: Because you're not popping in North Carolina, doesn't mean you cannot pop in New Orleans. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, because think about, like, in America, there's some artists yeah. who cannot get a booking in New York. Yeah. And they can do a show in Atlanta every day. Which is all good, yeah. Yeah. Because, like, for, okay, look at, for example, um, Gucci Mane. Mm. Before Gucci Mane became a pop star,
2: mm.
3: Gucci Mane was an icon in Atlanta. Mm. Gucci Mane didn't have, like, all these, like, Bruno Mars and all this stuff is... Blase Blase. He was good.
2: Mm.
3: And he had a call co- like I don't know what if you guys know this thing is like in America this thing called First Day Outs.
2: Yes, 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 yeah.
3: Go and watch Gucci Mane's First Day Outs. Sure. He was good. Yeah. So all this doing songs with all these people is just the next step. Yeah. He was good. Yeah. So the kind of thing where like I feel as if I don't need anyone co signs are good. Like don't like don't like misquote me and say like co signs are amazing. Yeah. Like, but they're
2: like a cherry... I guess what you're saying is that they're the icing on the cake. Yeah. They're not the core of who you are. Like, as... no one is
3: going to co-sign if you're not popping. Of course, yeah. You need to do your... Because they're, yeah. they're not
2: doing your favor. Yeah. It's not like NATO who's doing your favor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that one is family, man. Yeah, so that's different. family. That's different, yeah. There's no... Yeah. It, no one is going to It's beneficial. Yeah. horrible stuff. Or yeah. like,
3: stuff that they don't see potential in. Because mm. I don't of the day, like... It's a bad look on them. They're like, oh, yeah. you said this. It's like, in Nigeria, for example, now... We have this thing called the autism... Yeah. which is, like, alternative music. Yeah. And they're, like, gradually building and building and building and yeah. building. So, like, they've had a few courses. So, like, for example, this guy called the scene. Yes, yes, yes. David's on his album. Yeah. And, for example, the reason why David's on his album is if you actually have followed David's career, before David became the mainstream guy, David, David's favorite artist, he'll would, he would never say this to you, Yeah. David actually likes pop music. Yeah. So, like, for example... Chris Brown's one of his favorite artists. Yeah. So I'm like, David, I feel like this record <laughs> is like, uh, I won't say Jay-Z and Nas, but I'll say it's like uh, Jay-Z and Lincoln Park.
2: Yeah.
3: Because I'm like, you're co-signing in different markets.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah, obviously like, Lincoln Park isn't what we're doing see. But I'm like, listen, yeah, do a song with this guy now. Trust me in a year. you will be like, yeah. you'll be like, oh, thank God you just like, audience was on tour in the UK when we were on tour I went to a show in Manchester and, and so like even Odunsi didn't know we were coming like so it's like last thing, last thing I just think i to tell you like God is so important and all these things mm. like audience show went to me on some other day and stopped on some other day something came up blah, blah blah we had to change dates but my show's on the same day mm. so I messaged Odunsi's manager I'm like oh we're in Manchester we have a show same day I mm. want to come to the show don't tell him we're coming mm. And she's like, oh okay, no problem. And I and I actually think to till, till this day, she might not believe it, but or she might not even accept it. But I believe that she doesn't think we're gonna come. Mm. So I was like, you know what? I'm outside, come outside. Mm. And then we pull up at the show and like we're standing, like we're in the crowd. So mm. like no one actually knows we're there. Mm. And then he, that record comes on and David walks into the car and I feel as if like so for this like Odense is a producer, engineer, and mm-hmm. artist. Same thing as David. So it's the kind of thing where like even though David didn't really know his music, he was like, this guy is basically...
2: What he is, but to another
3: kind yeah. of market. So the kind of thing was like, oh, I really like this guy. And what's crazy about it is I was like, Odunsi not went to school with David's creative director? Mm. In the same class. Crazy, yeah. So it's kind of thing where, like, it started aligning in a funny way. Mm. Let's make it work. Mm. Um... Obviously, he has this amazing record with this group of guys in Lagos called DRB.
2: Mm-hmm,
3: yeah, yeah, DRB are, like, the pioneers of this whole hotel movement. So, it's the kind of thing... Where are I'm you like, about to sign a do for real? I wanted to, but manager my manager fucked up. <laughs> but... What's kind of
2: thing We're like... I knew! The way you're, like... Because the only person... I've seen you speak with heart about David and, like, Odunsi's, oh, no, like... is oh, no, no, no. like.
3: like... No, I don't want... no At this point in time, like, I don't even want to do business with him. Like, I just believe his movements.
2: No, 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 I know. I'm playing with you. Yeah. Okay, Asa, I want to know something, right? So, um... Like to take this conversation for people perhaps who are not familiar with the Nigerian music industry, Mm. right? And everything. Because, like, there are a few people that, you know, I speak to, and sometimes people say to me, I want to go to Lagos and da da da. And there's this whole idea Lagos. Yeah. yeah. Lagos. (laughs) They want to get there, and they're like, you know, people are going to land up there. And I hear it from different parts of the continent, different, you know, different people. And people are just like, oh, they can't wait to go there. And there's an idea that <laughs> if you walk down the street, you're gonna pass David, if you walk past Alashid, Whiskey is chilling in the car. If you go there, Savage yeah, savages at the yeah, club. No you know, it's like there's a that, real yeah. Because when you listen to the when you listen to the way that all of these artists, like your people, have now branded Nigeria and Lagos, for example, it's crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because everybody has this idea. And you know how many times I've had to tell people, I say, Guys, you don't just arrive and meet people. It's like <laughs> no, let, let,
3: let me tell you the problem, yeah. <laughs> they go to Nigeria in December. Yeah. So in um uh, Nigeria. I mean Africa in general. Yeah. December's popping. December is the time. Yeah. So so like Lagos so okay, yeah. So basically Lagos is at LA. Yeah. You go to one Kissing Chris Brown. Yeah. You go to cool David. Yeah. So you go to Nigeria in December you see oh, everyone oh Migos Migos got a show in Nigeria then Quilocks with David O yeah Boy's headline concert where's the other party Quilocks yeah um the band is doing something where's the other party 57 yeah so it's the kind of thing where like if you actually don't have your head screwed on properly yeah you can you can mess Lose up your, your mind. whole life yeah yeah you've f- finished like, fresh of the boat I, like <laughs> me, I've had friends here who'll be like I want to go back to Nigeria I'll be like bro give me two more weeks <laughs> It's not it's actually. It, like, after New like, years? like it's not gonna be like this. I'm in Nigeria, where am I right now? Yeah. <laughs> so it's kinda so it's kinda of, so it's kind of thing where like I'm like with anything in life there's a balance. Yeah. Like and this is like No like downplaying Or anything like Yeah
2: it's just like the People need, Cause it's like For me I guess It's just to say It's not downplaying It's yeah. just that It's so crazy That the way that The music industry Has branded Lagos Like on another level That people no, literally let's,
3: let's, no, Lagos is popping
2: Listen literally like, I mean
3: like You are from Uganda now. Yeah. You know I was in Uganda For New Year's Yes I know And I wasn't happy
2: Okay let's continue off Because
3: of because I was like ah, If I was in Lagos Right now yeah. You know be happy. I mean shout out To Ontario International Airports. Please, Asa, don't be dissing my country. I said, say you says know, But my point my point my point my point now, yeah, is like Lagos became Lagos because people put in
2: work. Yeah. And because artists branded, like that's yeah. the thing. I think that the music industry in Lagos has in Nigeria, sorry, has literally branded Nigeria as like I feel as though your government, whoever the next president is gonna <laughs> be, because we we're have, waiting how many for ma- reser- How many more hours? Um, yeah.
3: <laughs> fifty four more hours, no, forty four.
2: Yeah, but whoever it is gonna be, I feel as though that in terms of government that they literally have to pay the artists because yeah, more than anything, That's when you think of so. Nigeria being the center of everything, it's the artists that have made it this, you know? What? Like I've heard of people who have good lives, like even some people here in SA, they're like they move up eh? like you know, and not not in a bad way. I mean, I guess it's like it's in Lagos. It's like literally. I always hear people talk about if you can make it in New York, no, guys, if you can make you it can in Lagos, Lagos yeah. that's the that is the I mean, like,
3: um, taste. Mafikizolo and Mikasa can tell you. Yeah, because <laughs> Mafikizolo and Mikasa are the two people that me I know from this region yeah. that at least if you enjoy Lagos, a little bit. Yeah, like no matter what, like you've had the AKA the Casper, the Ricky Rick. Mm-hmm. But Mafi Kuzolo and Mikasa have, have made money from Nigeria.
2: So so how much... Okay, let's talk about money, right? Yeah. And the Nigerian music industry. Because that's another thing, right? Yeah. There's all this, like, idea that people are getting paid in doll, <laughs> Like, money is flowing. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. So off the top of your head, who would you say are the top five highest earning um Nigerian artists? Like, legit. Not these ones that are hyping. And you don't have to give us their numbers. Mm. And I know David is there cause, David, oh,
3: David, oh, David oh, I mean, David, if,
2: if if David was making 20,000 If you and David were making twenty, thirty thousand 30,000 a week When you guys were 21 I don't even want to know what you're making now And that was off one single So no, two. two singles, oh, yeah. my bad Look at You know, but how much Like, who would you say, like, Real Talk Are the top five um, most selling artists in Nigeria Highest selling artists in Nigeria well, people who make the most amount of money Cause sales obviously don't happen in Nigeria in that way, but people who no, make but I think money. people,
3: yeah, sales don't happen in Nigeria, yeah. but like obviously, like we outside, have, of, we have DSPs now, yeah, so like, yeah, iTunes, Spotify,
2: yeah.
3: So like, obviously, like as we all know, people don't whisk it aside. Yeah, Olamide, Tiwa Savage. So
2: okay, so okay, let's break it down slow, huh? So the top you would say, David O, one of the yeah, but then
3: I like, but thing about is like because of the way Afrobeast has been represented, yeah. I actually enjoy removing David and Wizkid from these conversations.
2: Okay, cool. Okay, so so okay, so just so people know, you did not say that David and Wiz are not making. Oh, they're money. making they're the most making money. Bank. They're making the most money. Yeah, of course. That's a whole other thing. So outside of them, which five artists would you say are legit making money in Lagos, in Nigeria? Sorry.
3: Dubanj, because Dubanj is the king of finessing. Yeah. Timaya.
2: Yeah.
3: Flavor. Uh huh. Olamide. Uh huh. Um, Savage. Uh huh. Fino.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: how many have I said now? Six. Who else? Will I say is making money, money, money. Uh, uh, I said to my, I said to uh I said to my, uh, uh,
2: Simi, Files. I'm just throwing out names of people who are yeah, like files
3: because oh shit, Fowls <laughs> <Burn-a> boy. <laughs> Okay. Brenna Boy is A1 at the moment.
2: Yeah.
3: We thank God. Yeah. Because he, he put in work.
2: Yeah. Can I can I just take a break? Sorry. I know my producers, like this is the most like unorthodox interview, but nonetheless. Mm. So, you know, I have to tell a very funny story about Burna and Takisa, you're going to appreciate this story. It is so funny. So when I was working uh, at Channel O, I don't know if you remember the story. Mm-hmm. I was working at, at Channel O and stuff and that's where we, no, I met you before I started hitting yeah. up Channel o. So we, like, And literally, um, there was a there was a feature that we used to do on Channel O called Introducing, right? And Boy announced his age on the introducing. I will never forget, like I'm sitting in Joburg, I get a call from Lagos, like literally. And Ace is like it's like Lee, come on now, how old is this guy? Like it was literally everybody was shocked at his age. But hold on, hold on. And then it got so much worse because I think he's about a year younger than Wiz or something like that, right? He's a year younger than Wiz and David, or something crazy like that. So everybody was like, they're looking at Mister Like to Party. They're like, no, there's no way this guy's this age. The person who was the most upset about this was Asa. Like Asa, I think you called me like five times, and then Asa, it was so like you literally became it became so serious that you went to look for a yearbook <laughs> to confirm. You're like, what school did he go to? You found a yearbook, and you're like. Okay, he's this age. Like, yeah, that was the crazy yeah. story. Like with Bernard, crazy. Because like, everybody didn't realize that he was, like, literally No, like, a kid. trust me,
3: yeah. Even me, like, trust me, yeah. One of my best friends. Yeah. Shout Tito.
2: Yeah.
3: So, me and Tito went to primary school together. Yeah. So, the school we went to primary school together. Yeah. Had a secondary school. Yeah. Tito went to that school. I didn't go to the school. Yeah. Tito was the year below me. Yeah. But some stars I we were, like, he was one of my really good friends. Yeah. Tito goes, oh, you know, he went to the same school as me. so I, Yeah, so that's, yeah. How, so that's how I got the yearbook. <laughs> you were like... And I was like, wow, this guy is actually younger than me. <laughs> and I was thinking about it like, when it's your time, it's your time.
2: Yeah, you can't say like... And yeah.
3: like, I remember like yesterday, me and David mm-hmm. had this conversation with somebody and somebody was like, oh, I'm going to book Burner Boy for this. And I'm like, listen, yeah, there's a stage in everybody's career, whether it's John Legend mm-hmm. or Michael Jackson or Michael Bolton mm-hmm. or... Or Kelly or whoever it is where you act up
2: mm.
3: and the guys like oh, what do you mean i'm like listen yeah. there's a point in your career where like you've worked so hard to get yourself to this level and you're finally at that level mm. you are going to misbehave you're going to act mm. up and like going back to my point about me and David before i was like listen we never thought this music thing was going to get to this way yeah we' kids unfortunately at that point for us as a manager with, like in the same age back we we're going to we we're mm. going to misbehave like, I know how many times I'll go to people and i be like, listen, someone will be like, someone will come to me and be like, oh, when are you, I'm be like, bro, I was 21. I was making this amount of money every week. I was meant to act up. Mm. The reason why I believe where I, I am today is because I got all of that on my system early. Mm. Like, I've done business, made money, lost money, built it back up. So, kind of thing. I'm like, bro, I know the pros and cons of all this stuff. Mm. I've been able... Like, I've been blessed to be allowed to do it. Hmm. So, the kind of thing where, like, for example, like... And Burner Boy's case is very, very, very pe- pe- peculiar because, like, Burner Boy's music is not typical Afro... I mean, it's Afrobeat,
2: But it's like... He's, like, it's a different flavor yeah. altogether, yeah. So there's
3: an appeal in the sense where, like... Because the thing about Burner Boy's music is, like, if you look... If you listen to it, there's the elements of jazz. Yeah. A little bit of pop yeah. here and there. But
2: didn't his dad used to tour with yep. Fela Kuti? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And...
3: Like I say it starts a line, yeah. Funny things like one of the reasons why Bernard's music might be the way it is because mm. his grandpa robbed it, Actually, not his dad's grandfather, his grandfather, yeah, robbed off of him in a certain way. Yeah, you never know. I knew what he was seven years old he had um yellow fever and he yeah. robbed, like so. It's the kind of thing where like
2: you just don't know.
3: God knows how he does this thing. It's like there's this artist in Nigeria called Iniola mm. that makes
2: she's do- she's really big in SA as well. Yeah, yeah. I know, yeah.
3: <laughs> that's why I said her name. She's yeah. She's, she's queen of Nigeria in here.
2: Yeah.
3: Like, so she works with a friend of mine called Saz. Yeah. Who I think is the dopest producer he's from Nigeria. He's dope, yeah. Like, I'll die, I'll die 10 times and come back and say, Saz, this is the dopest producer. Yeah. Here. Hey, see so, so, cosign, see no, cosign. Some people are going to vex for me yeah. and say, ah, he's, he's like, a whatever, but then, yeah, yeah, That's my nigga. Yeah. But then it's the kind of thing where, like, things are set up in certain ways. Like, I might be Michael Jackson here and be nobody here. Yeah. So, the kind of thing where, like... Okay, like, for example, like... Last year... What was the last year? Or well, two years ago... If and Fall did amazingly well in SA. 2017. When well 2019... Fall is on the Billboard charts in America.
2: Sure, crazy. Yeah.
3: So, like... I don't, like, I don't... Like, so sometimes me and me have conversations about like... This <laughs> doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I'm like... It's a completely different market. Yeah. Like... The Davido we know in SA is not the Davido we know in Atlanta, so it's the kind of thing where like. My point is, what's that saying again about hard work beats talents when talent doesn't work? Yeah. Yeah. So that's I mean I mean I mean that's one thing.
2: That's the but that's the, the definite thing that I can say about with regards to David. Without a doubt, his yeah. hard work, his work ethic is oh, crazy. No, 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 no. David, you guys, yeah.
3: Nah. Yes I'm almost saying Yesterday Like so like We um, So we came to SA To uh, Be part of the panel the, For The roast of AK Yeah And When we got the offer It was kind of thing Where like They was like I haven't been to SA In ages. I just want to go to SA mm. And to me Because I came to SA In November with my friends Like I had mm. this high school In mm. to welcome So I was like It's not that deep He was like I just want to come So I was like Okay If I can get a club gig That makes sense
0: mm.
3: We'll go So we got a club gig Took the booking And everything and they were just like, ah, I used to be in SA, blah, blah. Did the club give on Friday. We went taboo on Friday. We did um, Vanity in Pretoria on Saturday. Mm. And then, so I wake up in the morning and I can hear music playing. And I go downstairs. And I'm so in the hotel. Mm. I go downstairs. And they was recording. I'm like, oh Oga, please go and sleep. <laughs> and he's like, no, I found this producer here. There's... And, and what's crazy about it to me is like there's this record that I think is probably going to be one of the biggest records of his career video short song is ready and he's like no I can still make this song better wow and he's he's yelling oh so open your Dropbox you know I put the data in your Dropbox download this down and David is like calling producers and saying, send me this, send me this send me this and I'm like this is somebody that has videos that have a hundred million views over. Uh, he has, he signs a major record label, And he's still like, hungry. Like yeah. he's like, remove the music even. He's good. And he's still doing all of this. Mm. So it's the kind of thing where like, I feel as if like, even you're the most, even if you're the most, how do I put this? Without people mistranslating. Like if, if you're, you're, you're basically the most, hard work will always pay off one day. Mm might not pay off to the extent you want but it will because there's so many times where I'm like ah, David let's go and sleep mm. and David will be like give me 13 minutes more mm. and those 13 minutes like yeah. have changed our lives you yeah. So it's the kind of thing where I'm like, God and hard work.
2: Thank you for listening. Please subscribe and review us wherever you get your podcasts. It makes it easier for people to find us. We're on Facebook, Africa State of Mind, or Twitter, Africa State Mind.
0: Head to lifepodcasts.fm to find out more on the positive changes people are making on the continent in Africa State of Mind. Subscribe to this podcast at lifepodcasts.fm or on your favorite podcast app. Subscribing to a live podcast
3: is free.